1: hello and welcome to the smackdown preview i'm adam wilborn from what culture joined by one of the dadly boys michael Hamlet from what culture to look ahead to tonight's episode of friday night smackdown but before we get into it if you're a fan of this little thing make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we're not going to review smackdown or something now well. the show formerly known as nxt but Hello, we hey, dynamite AW Rampage pay per views premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a round of the week complete with a money really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamplet via Google Meets. So, apologies for any issues with the audio to look ahead to tonight's episode of SmackDown. And, question for you, Hamflet What does this episode of SmackDown have in, have in common with Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania?
2: Oh, god, like. What are we doing, bond You did this in the office this week because you were so yeah. pleased with this. And like now, do I answer it or do we do the thing with the listeners where it's like, we've never had this conversation before. <laughs> I'll I tell you what, I'm gonna do what I would do if, let's say I was talking to Stacks.
1: Okay. Let's
2: say I was having a nice chat with Stacks. You wouldn't know what that's like. No. And uh, I've figured out one of his jokes, but for me, it's very much all about the delivery. Like, it's a bit, he says this actually, it's the way he tells them. Yes. It's the way he goddamn tells them. And if I've figured out maybe one of his punchlines, one of his answers to one of his questions, jokes, questions, um I'll just hold back, because I want him to deliver it. So let's just protect, this is right, try and get into the headspace. I know you did um, performance arts as part of your degree. Throw this all the way back. Try and get into that zone, all right? Okay. Imagine, just for a second, you, was Stacks. Can you do that for me? I'll try. They have blood. He's just terrible. Right, we'll try and get through this anyway. I wish I'd never come up with this idea now. What does this episode of SmackDown have in common with Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania? I don't know, in inverted commas, Stacks. What does this episode of SmackDown have in common with Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania? They're both stacked. <laughs> That's also your name. Bye, Stacks. I'd Leo goddam Delham and then he would leave up. It's not the same without him here, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's 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 stacked, isn't it? Do you think they've done this off the back of that m- 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 monster number they did last week? Possibly.
2: Um possibly right. But having said that, uh WWE now, not only as well as being a massive out the air draw, is apparently also the forward planning company. Yeah. Filming backstage Raw stuff weeks in advance. <laughs> Wait. Like, what is what is going on? Like, uh, you know how sort of, like, I get very excited about the prospect of potentially one day being able to go to, like, somewhere like Toronto, for example. And mm. one of those reasons is because for years, WWE has told me it's Bizarro world or land <laughs> or whatever. Everything feels like Bizarro world or land when you're reading Smackdown's numbers and that Raw skits are being filmed two weeks in advance. Yeah. It's like, wild. For all we know, this SmackDown, exactly as it's laid out, has been on the docket for like six months. Mm. It certainly felt like backlash in Puerto Rico was. Mm. It felt like Elimination Chamber in Montreal was. Um WWE booking money in the bank in July. Suspiciously when AEW seems to be sniffing around London, like that has at least six or seven months like of sort of advance notice and advance warning. I am worried that mm. we're gonna have to consider these like the planning company now or something
1: well yeah i think i think obviously aw and tony khan can learn a lot from wwe and papa h but i've been saying that for ages um and and i'll say it's, it's funny that because you know um idiots told me that wwe dropped the ball by um not putting the title on cody rhodes and it seems to be doing pretty bloody well on the shoulders of my tribal chief there. you are
2: manipulating the situation that we find ourselves in separate questions me mate that's great. Look, by the way, I'm I'm for anybody listening, I apologize. It's my fault that the sound quality is rubbish today. I had to work from home uh because the system doesn't work. It's nothing to do with <laughs> nothing to do with COVID or anything like that, because this setup always reminds us of that, doesn't mm. it? Um as will the chips I'll be ordering when we get off this call. <laughs> uh aye, but um don't do that. Just because I'm not in the studio with you. Don't don't do that. What I had a real reckoning over this. I was So I was listening to another podcast discussing the ratings. uh, No, it's look, it's a a totally above board thing. Like I only ever listen to them outside of working hours. Mm -hmm. It's it's you know like we are entitled to work and play. (laughs) We say very numbers podcast more. You say we're on a break. Yeah, (laughs) we were on a break. More detail than we are able to go into typically with the uh granular information about the numbers. I was just listening to that last night, trying to get my head around these SmackDown figures. And I did have that little existential crisis of, wow, like, business is um as good, if not better, on the weeks that Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: my question keeps being, would this segment be any worse if he didn't, like, if he didn't have the belt around his waist? I believe wholeheartedly, from a creative standpoint no it would not be worse if he didn't have the belt around his waist i think you would be telling the exact i think you would be telling the exact same story if he had the belt around his waist or the ones over his shoulders but maybe that's not in line with the majority of viewers it's not in line with the maybe those numbers are or roman reigns generating those numbers is something to do with the fact that he still carries the one belt that means anything in the company um or the one top title should i say gunther's in continental title rules but like the one top title that actually means something is still with roman reigns and maybe him as that top champion still being quite an elusive figure is doing something tonight's rating is really interesting we never normally talk ratings like this in regards to wwe because so rarely does it feel like it's got anything to do with the actual content other than like a roman appearance mm. but, you know like the old days where it'd be a brock thing or a vince thing there was a few sort of ways to spike the numbers there's only really Roman now. And there's been weeks where he hasn't even done that. But we're coming off the back of this monster one from
1: last week. Oh.
2: Just huge. And it had this enormous, like, what, half an hour of TV time was dedicated to it?
1: Basically, yeah, the the final couple of quarters.
2: And then you look at the breakdowns, and they were right to do it. They were, yeah. they were absolutely right to do it, completely vindicated. And I just wonder this week, like, I'll be really interested to look at the identical graph for this week's one mm. without that, without that sort of guaranteed... Right, when Roman's music's hit, you're pretty much, you're in now for the rest of the show, it's it's the Roman Reigns time. Like, there isn't that this week. There's just the Usos follow-up. There's How many people that tuned in last week from that, what was it, 2.9 at its peak? Yeah, I think so. Watching things with the Usos and Roman break down in the way they did, how many of those will return this week for the follow-up for the bit without Roman in the room? Like, I think that's fascinating. I think it'll give us a real indication of just, like hypothetically if you were to put the bloodline saga in a cinema how many
1: people would buy tickets at the box office for that yeah i mean i could agree with you on the whole uh roman reigns dropping the title and this story being exactly the same um concept but then we'd both be wrong so um nice to present a balance in it uh, anyway um we've got lots to talk about regarding uh money in the bank qualifying matches because In my notes here, I excluded this from the notes that I sent you. I've just written the word, in all caps, emboldened and underlined, shenanigans. Mm -hmm. I have a theory that all four Money in the Bank matches could have some form of shenanigans going on. But before we get to that, let's talk um, about the latest Oscar bait coming from WWE. And that's, of course, the ongoing Bloodline saga. And in particular, where Jey Uso's loyalties lie, Roman insisted, he will uh, do what he always does, fall in line at the close of last week's show after Jimmy Uso was excommunicated from the bloodline by um I, I'm obviously uh, incredibly biased because I am hooked on this storyline. I think it's the best thing WWE has done in years, if not decades. Um, so I can't wait. And I now genuinely, I say this every week, but I avoid social media like the plague on a mm. Saturday morning, because I don't want an ounce of this thing being spoiled for me. And then I immediately uh, get around to watching SmackDown because it's appointment viewing for me now.
2: No, I get that. Like, I think that's one thing we've been able to agree on, um, regardless of maybe our disputes over the placement of the world title, is that this is, at its best, it's incredibly gripping. And I, mm. think, I think in the last couple of weeks, especially with, like, probably, like, in and around Night of Champions, and then the follow-up from that, it's felt like it's been getting back to its best. Yeah. Like, and 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 that's a thing, you know, because I don't know, I'm saying that without considering the fact that that's because maybe Roman Reigns has been a physical presence. Mm-hmm. Again, this this this, this week has to be a test of that. They left a lot in the laps of the characters that aren't Roman Reigns last week, the most that there's been in a while. And, it, like, this is one of the times when he's not on the show, but he doesn't necessarily need to be. They've mm-hmm. given all the other characters quite a lot to do and say without him around. If anything, it benefits him not being around. Yeah. like They kind of need that looming shadow to be an imagined thing rather than somebody literally stood in the corner staring on with his sexy eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, So will, this will be a good test of how exciting that they can make it. I've got a um, prediction, if you would like, for oh. what I think the payoff will be, but I don't think it'll come this week. Go on then. Um, roman reigns will be in the building for this payoff i think this week we will see Jey so lean in a direction that makes us believe that he might just have to stay with the bloodline okay i don't think like jimmy will like he'll be selling the pain of the of the samoan spike probably said oh my bloody throat like it's been a week but it'll be uh wanting to sip champagne through that sore throat because he'll be glad to have finally been excommunicated he's better he knows he's better off yeah like jay like it hurts right now but it won't hurt forever and what i do know is that it feels great to be free again Mm -hmm. like I, i know who i am and i i for the first time in forever i looked in the mirror and i like i knew who i was again and it feels amazing i'll like i'll get over the neck i'll get over solo's betrayal like come with me this is the way and when Jay just doesn't straight away when Jay listens to all that, takes it all in, and Jimmy's eyes are going to glaze over. He's going, "What? Like how? How can you possibly think otherwise?" When I'm yeah. when I'm showing you the way, you know. So you're going to be led, to, and I don't think it will be much more than that. But I think the week, the next time Roman's on television, uh, Roman will insist that Solo sit on the bus and eat sushi and eat steak. <laughs> Says I don't want you out there when Jay's making his final decision because I think you're going to distract him, like. I think he's going to see you and he's like, he might have might have stupid thoughts going through his head. Jay falls in line. He does it best when it's just me and him. So you stay yeah. back there. I don't like, and then uh, Roman's going to be in the ring. Jay's going to be forced to make his choice, but Jimmy's going to come out and he's going to run Roman to the outside. Roman's going to go to the aisle. He's going to stand in the aisle and he's like, this guy, you want this? You want Jimmy? You want this guy? And then Jay is going to leave the ring and stand next to Roman in the aisle. And Jay is going to be absolutely, Jimmy's going to be crestfallen. And then he's going to do just what he did to Sami Zayn. Because last week's turn was just what happened with Sami Zayn. It's Jay so yet again going, oh, God, what have you doing? What have you done? I want to do that, but I can't do it. And you've just done it. And we're going to get that all over again. And yeah. once again, like, flip the shirts around this time. Jay's in the black with the ones shirt. He's in a Roman Reigns shirt with a stupid f***ing goat on it. And uh, then, like, he sort of, he reveals, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you, Jimmy. And you yeah. get a complete reversal of the Sami Zayn thing. And it's Roman that was arrogant and stupid
1: enough not to see how it played out last time. Yeah, I love it. I, I genuinely can't call where they're going next with this. Not only in terms of, like you say, the breakup of the bloodline. But, you know, I initially assumed it was going to go, Cody wins money in the bank, Cody calls his shot, Cody wins the title at SummerSlam. Now, that clearly isn't happening. They're doing the greatest uh, intergender match of all time, potentially, with uh, Dom and Rhea versus Cody and Brandy. Cody's <laughs> finishing the trilogy with with Brock at SummerSlam, and Roman's dance cards kind of free. And like we've been saying for quite some time now, you can't unless it's someone from the Bloodline, unless it's Jimmy Uso or Solo Sokoa, for example. <laughs> there's not the other people. Well, maybe LA Knight. Yeah, yeah. Not many other people that you could put in there that you're going to go. Well, this is a a, a potential title change right here—it's just pointless, almost.
2: Yeah, it's kind of. Well, I don't know because I was never as married to the Money in the Bank SummerSlam Plan B. I guess because I sort of thought, well, there's no such thing as a Plan B. Everything in my stubborn brain was a Plan Z. <laughs> like there was no, like I wouldn't, I wasn't viewing it as a make good, as a work around, anything like that. But what they have at least done here is given you lots of effective story beats between now and SummerSlam with the bloodline and i'm starting to, i'll say this right i'll say this right, about whenever they get back to cody versus roman and i still think it has to be cody versus roman and not because i just want to win a coffee off Sidgwick because he thinks he's going to win the toy belt on raw like <laughs> he's got to, cody's got to win the proper belt but like i will say this cody is showing me that he can stay hot mm. last year the whole thing a lot of people were very quick to rush to the well it's only because of the titty he's only hot in rumble season because the titty. nobody stays hot in that long for wwe i think cody might be able to do it
1: yeah i agree
2: a lot of faith in him i'm not sure about going back to back in rumbles or whatever but i just sort of think it's feeling like wrestlemania for me Mm. it's like it's feeling like wrestlemania 40. oh what a
1: main event that's gonna be (laughs) <laughs> and they drag it to WrestleMania 41.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it. They get stars in their eyes for the next daft milestone or something. It'll be Hogan. Like, I think Roman had... Where are we at now? Is it June? So that would put us on, like, what? WrestleMania in April? That's, uh, like, 10 months. Like, another 300 days-ish. hmm 200. Like, 250 days. We'd be in real sniffing distance of Hulk Hogan's run at that point. And that would be the next thing. And Triple H should do another patronising press conference. Guys, you don't realise the real story.
1: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, h-e-l-p dot com whatculture. Uh, right, let's talk about the uh, Money in the Bank qualifiers because, like I say, there's a uh, great potential for shenanigans here. Four matches uh, on tonight's show: uh, two men's, two women's. Let's start with let's start with Bailey. Uh, Bailey taking on Meachin, um for a spot in that Money in the Bank ladder match, which already has Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark, I believe, in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again, this is less about Bailey for the time being and possibly more about
0: Hero
1: because, of course, there's been shenanigans between them and the OC that happened on last week's show. Um, there's been diss tracks, there's been arguments on Twitter. And yeah, like I say, in every match, I can see a way of protecting the loser by something happens. This one, obviously, the OC, BFAB, top dollar, Shanti the Adonis. Um, and it feels like Bailey's a, a shoe in for that. Not nothing against Michin, but it would be weird to have her in the ladder match. Although she does have history in ladder matches, of course, from down in NXT. She does. Uh,
2: a very violent history. No, I think you're right. I think um well, I mean, this does fold into the next one, so I apologise for jumping ahead, but I think um both Bailey and Eel go into money in the bank and both of them are completely misunderstanding, both of them saying it's gonna be a great night for damage, Kitcaro. Mm-hmm. And surely that's a perfect destination for a big miscommunication. I will say this on television: Um EO Sky has been presented as. I will get back to meeting you in a second. Sorry, Eosky Sky is being presented as the person that's likely to be the babyface. face. Bailey's kind of starting to hair ruffle her a little bit. Who mm-hmm. oh, would have bloody won you? you silly sausage and black flash. And obviously, what we witnessed was that like Bailey is becoming the the problem, basically um and getting in the way of Eos' uh, trajectory that is not going to play out that way in london no uh you are looking at potentially the top babyface in the entire show in bailey let alone in the ladder match she is gonna you know i've said like i'm worried about la Knight potentially diluting the cody the joy for anybody else in the bank you've absolutely got that with bailey she lays fingertips on that briefcase if i know my nation, I'm pretty sure the United Kingdom are going to be trying to roar over the line. Yes, yeah, so it could, could be a tricky sell, but you got to try and tell the story anyway. Yeah,
1: if this was anywhere else in the world, I, to be fair, I agree. I think obviously EO and Bailey are qualifying tonight. EO's my pick, my pick for Money in the Bank, because I think she's a real dependable one. And, you know, it'd be nice for someone not named Carmella to hold that briefcase for, you know, more than a day. Yeah. Um, and EO is someone you can put it on, and you don't necessarily need to think, okay, well, she's going to cash in this month or next month or whatever. She could be someone you just sort of go, right, we'll put it on her. Don't beat her all the time. Just have her be, you know, EO Sky, EO Shirai, you know, that performer that we all know mm. she can be. Um, and yeah, the potential of Bailey going, Damage Control like you say, winning the, winning this money in the bank briefcase. We're winning it for Dakota Kai, and then going in that moment, get down off that ladder. I'll be taking this briefcase. And then EO being the person to sort of go, no bollocks, right? she's putting her hands on the briefcase, throws her off, grabs the briefcase herself. Huge pap. except in England. Except in England. That'd be interesting. I just, I,
2: it's just what I know about the UK and Bailey. I, like the UK has never given up on Bailey, and I'm very proud of that. Is it, is it the thing I've got the most national pride over? I think it is. <laughs> I think it's the only thing left. This in the NHS. Yeah. That's about it. Um, all right, So Bailey and Eo both qualify tonight. On Meachin, I think um we sit on the precipice of history, Will Born, with this story. Because I do think Hit Row will cost Meachin, and I do think it will feed into yet more hostilities between Hit Row and the OC. Triple H likes his mixed, stable battles. And on the surface, this might not look like one of the most thrilling ones, but nobody... Uh, literally, nobody is talking enough about this on Twitter, we are about to see yet more wrestling history made as a result of this feud, would you like to know about it? Go on. So, Antonio Noki famously once stormed out in the middle of a uh, Luke Gallo's Sylvester Grey yes. match because he was so disgusted at the state of it. Vince McMahon once called, according to Dax Harwood, a revival Good Brothers match the worst match he had ever seen <laughs> Vince McMahon, right, from Gorilla, called it the worst match he's ever seen. We need Triple H to complete the set. And I think Gallows and uh Top Dollar might be that match. Oh. The big LG's hat trick of every promoter thinking, Wow, you're the dirt worst. <laughs> like, I'll paid you and you're the dirt worst. Tony Khan, it's like put him in multi matches and had him beat Kazarian. Yeah like it all went wrong there but he can fix this gallows can get his reputation back as the goat worst ever by having such a stinker with top dollar the triple h goes back and says Well, that's the uh single biggest piece of garbage i've
1: ever witnessed especially when on the (laughs) you could have a chance of the adonis versus Carl anderson which could be an absolute ripper yeah it's a quiet
2: a, a, a little mini banger if either of them can be asked the the Adonis almost definitely will be. It's whether Carl Anderson that has enough bright lights to work, like work his arse off for him. But um, I, that's there's some very very funny singles matches
1: coming as a result of this feud. But you know, as much as it is shenanigan central potentially tonight, I do like the idea of Bailey beating Michin, courtesy of uh, Hit Row involvement in that match. But her completely failing to acknowledge that. But helping EO Sky beat Shotzi and being like, "Well, I qualify without any help," but you know, EO needed that little hand to 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 get into that match. So She oh. kind of owes me one, if anything.
2: What about like botched interference, where she okay. she, she helps but
1: doesn't even really help, and EO wins regardless? And Bailey's like, "I got you, we did it." <laughs> I love it. Uh, Quickly sticking with the women's division, do you think they're gonna? re uh, run back asker and bianca at money in the bank as well obviously they brawled last week on the grayson waller effect
2: yes um it's wwe trilogy stuff but with a little bit of a twist because i don't think anybody really saw the asco win coming at night champions i didn't um the match wasn't as good as the wrestlemania one but the finish was even better yeah they kind of it's like half and half at the moment like the the, the match was a bit of a, a GM truthfully at Wrestlemania wasn't it I think we went in with like not you can't go into low expectations with those two and you especially can't do it with Bianca in a stadium but the story was just rubbish so I think people almost like I think we, like we all slept on it a little bit to use yeah. the young person's parlance um, nobody's going to do that anymore Money in the Bank is going to be a really hot show and you probably have a win to win the series effectively but this is like, this doesn't feel like you know, how WWE have gotten away from just the their rematch booking when it comes to titles. Yes, this, this doesn't feel like Bianca, just like the old fashioned cashing in her rematch clause There's like the stuff to do. She was caught, she was screwed a bit, and like a, a historic reign came to an end in like really ugly fashion. She should be raging, she should be trying to work her way back into contention ASAP. And a uh, fair and just Adam peters can believably like offer her a match, yeah. I, th- I think I think it, I think all of these things are always case by case, and there's always and context always matters. And I just think this is one of those situations where because we don't have the automatic rematches anywhere near as much as we used to, I
1: think this is one that's earned. Mm. Uh also tonight in the Money Bank qualifiers, we have the show collector, uh Baron Corbin versus Butch. Yeah. And yeah, even more potential for uh stuff going on in this match, because not only have you got Butch, who's obviously in the Brawling Brutes, and they've been having stuff with not just Austin Theory, but, of course, Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy! Yes, but well, you've got Baron Corbin, who's got his own things going on in NXT with Carmelo Hayes and Tripp Williams. And, of course, I don't want to do this too much because I have no idea how it'd come across on a meets recording, basically. So I'll do a little contain.
0: <laughs>
1: he said, if he comes back around here i'll bloody sort him out as well
0: yeah
1: so, uh, you know it's one of those where you go well probably that means i mean butch would be great in a money in the bank ladder match obviously but also it could be one where they've gone no we like you again baron corbin now so not only are you going to be fine with the nxt championship you could also be mr money in the bank again he
2: could, he could. the uh, the show collector does yes. that mean he's also the best beef machine
1: <laughs> <laughs> great
2: meat doesn't he I can't think of a cleaner one. Um, So, well, I think Butch is winning. I think they want to put in a UK babyface, money in the bank. Yes. You get a really cool hope spot for Pete Dunne in uh, in front of the fans in London. Um, And I think the Cameron Grimes situation helps. I think also the... So, you know this... um, Like, Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, Dana Brooke and others, and there will be more, like, has been revealed as, like, a little bit of a Nick Khan play. Mm-hmm. About, like beefing up NXT's numbers a little bit, like right now ahead of uh, renewal season. Well, yes, it's the best show of the week, but it needs more eyes on it. Yes, basically, they're like they understand that like it's like every band knocking out the best ever album, like the niche fans' favorite doesn't always sell the most. And NXT has found itself in that position at the moment. Like the the real ones know that yeah. the high, the highest form of the art is happening on Tuesday nights. But typically the mainstream just like don't like that. You need to dumb it down. You need you need junk food like dynamite, like SmackDown. Like just Burger King and McDonald's at the weekends is what I allow my kids. In the week, they've got to have a more refined diet. Yes. Which is, which is kind of like NXT on a Tuesday, kind of a bit how we're recording this just before our lunch. Oh I'm starving mate. Um, so I do think like we'll get more of these stunt casts on it it certainly makes sense why they've done the free agent bollocks anyway and uh that's made me wonder if like Grimes, you know when we thought that grimes might go back to nxt i now realize that what they're probably going to do is just have these wrestlers that do hop between just have multiple feuds yeah corbin is maintaining this issue with Grimes on smackdown while simultaneously fighting for the nxt title on nxt yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they're gonna just make that work basically
1: um yeah, money in the bank and then have baron corbin show up on the night screw
2: it. yeah like that that's a great show like cameron grimes says he's gonna go to the moon we were in person when he last won a ladder match oh sorry <laughs> yeah it's
1: one it's a genuine highlight of my entire life that
2: we know he can do it so yeah i expect yeah,
1: be out for that that show if i remember rightly i was it was about three out of four in terms of our favorites getting the w
2: yes tony d got the win
1: oh gunther l a night was uh, like a win-win oh yeah tony did kick that loser tommaso Champer out didn't he get him out the goddamn show donny <laughs> uh
2: so i i do expect them um, bush to qualify tonight for a nice sentimental moment on the paper and then um I you can have Cameron Grimes make it next week and that gives Corbin a reason to be
1: particularly knocked. Plus, it's just it's just straightforward, simple booking. I'm reaching for the briefcase. Oh no, my fingers have been broken because Butch is in the match. Very Last good. Day. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. Uh, finally, Hamfler, uh, you talked about NXT's influence and it could continue on the final match of tonight's qualifiers. All the attention maybe has been on Santos Escobar and the brilliant LWO. Of course, they want... Him and uh, Zelina Vega to be Mr. and Mrs. At Money in the Bank, but it's worth remembering who he's facing, Mustafa Ali, who has also gone down to NXT and therefore could tonight be another NXT involvement with Mustafa Ali being directed. <laughs> I should probably explain what that is because people <laughs> Is he doing more uh shenanigans? No but he does have issues in nxt right now we which is joe gacy's group with um i'm just going to call them what they should be called the grizzled young veterans and ava she hasn't got a surname she's the Rock's daughter yeah. um so i mean i want to see Santa i want to see both of these guys in the money in the bank ladder match but i feel like yeah santos as far as I'm aware, he's obviously never been in one on his own. He just moved up to the main roster. That's, of course, the case. And Ali's crap at Money in the Bank because he can literally be fingertips away and be distracted by someone's music playing for a good two minutes. This is true. This is true.
2: Uh, right. This is almost definitely not going to happen. So I'm rendering my point redundant before I even make it. But there are worse ways to uh, get your tv audience on board with an act they may not know than bringing them up to screw somebody here and it just so happens that they are yet again and triple h loves them three men and a woman in a stable <laughs> right let's say santos escobar and Mustafa Ali have a super competitive match really great I like this isn't it yeah definitely. yeah santos wins um it's, it's all handshakes all around Moose Farley on commentary is acknowledged as being somebody that's like maybe working quite a lot at the moment and he's taking his lumps on Tuesday and he's coming in, not exactly 100%, but the commentators are excited about this Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank idea for Santos. You do the distraction or you do the, the cheating or even like a post-match beatdown mm-hmm. from special guests. I and mean, Nobody really knows who they are other than like pockets of the crowd, as we say, like the real ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not getting this huge reaction, but... The shock of the moment is obviously that Mustafa, Mustafa Ali is getting beaten down. And wait a second, that's the Rock's daughter, Wade Barrett informs us, having been on an who yeah. these people are. That's a story, right? And then all of a sudden, while Mustafa Ali is, is beaten down, the LWO come out and be like, well, hang on. Like, we didn't want to win like this, and this isn't a thing. Be aware we is. And then you've got that, yeah. that little slither of tension between the two sides, three men, one woman, for if down the road or even if in a few weeks as a bit of a novelty for this overlap for this nxt the lwo pop down to nxt for a week and do, mm. a, do a four
1: on four love that and i especially like the the fact that we showcasing that you can have fluidity between your shows because you know people are adults and can get along with each other oh my god like over there yeah. you know
2: this is such like this is such a spin as well isn't it because if we were doing uh and um, i think we probably have done stuff on this but if we were doing like a sort of right collision What's your ideal situation? Well, if we're going to split the rosters, we need to actually have some hard lines here. A roster split can really work to keep people to two sides. That's the narrative on a collision podcast. The narrative on the Smackdown podcast is, well, you could probably have uh, people switching between sides, but everybody's pissed babies. So... <laughs> WB locker room better? See? See? Somebody's going to grass you up again. Somebody's
1: going to shop you. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Um... So in summary, we're going for from the qualifiers: Bailey, Butch, Eosky, Sky, Santos Escobar. Yes, and uh, four million total viewership. All right. So, so, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown. Let us know your predictions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. At uh, Watch, well, they can follow both of us. Follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Anna Wilmot. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Where you get your podcasts from? For Daily Wrestling Podcast. Me and Sid will be here a little bit later on with the AW Rampage preview, the last one ever, with a very special surprise that Sidwick has no idea about. So make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> uh, and of course, we've got wrestling Culture later on today with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. I mean, and Halfway will be back on Monday to review SmackDown, of course. But now, nah, this has been the SmackDown. Preview, my thanks to Michael Hamplett. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.